Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest film so that you can pretend that you did. I'm one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien, and I'm joined by my good buddy, the one and only, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Case, oh. did you notice my? I don't know if you can see it because of the uh, my. What you look get? At this. I'm just noticing this now. We've been talking for ten minutes. Yeah. This is a, sh- uh, a jump scare. Yeah. You have a little cast on your finger. Yeah, a little a, splint. <laughs> I have a splint on my finger. Uh, what happened? It's deeply humiliating, but I'm going to tell you because you're my best friend. Yes, and, and all the listeners are our best <laughs> friends. Yes. Uh, I went to, um, Stag, very cool men's store here in Austin. Cool. Uh, cause I had a gift Going card. Stag. Going kind Stag. Going cool... Went there to try on some pants. Tried them on, they looked good. Took them off. Was putting back on my pants that I came into the store with. And jammed my finger in the pants. And broke my finger. Putting you my pants back. You broke your finger? Yeah, it's completely fucked. It's so fucked. I don't understand. It hurts How did so you bad. jam your finger? Don't you ever, like, when you put your pants on, don't you ever kind of, like, pull your boxers down so they don't, like, ride up? Yeah. yeah. Pull, the, pull the boxers down so, like, so they don't... Yeah, so, like, I'm putting my pants on. My pants are mostly on, and then I'm pulling the edges of my boxer briefs down so they don't ride up. Sure. So then I'm, like, pu- while I'm pulling down, I'm also, like, pulling up my pants... And I did everything way too quickly, and the finger just got like caught in this like awful position, oh and it hurt so bad. And the reason I was going so fast was because I was so anxious because I was in there like after like they were already closed kind of, and I was still oh. in the dressing room, so I was like one of this those is guys. Horrible, Patrick. Yeah, and now everyone at work asked me what happened, and I can't say at work that I did it putting pants on. So I tell everyone that I did it moving boxes in the garage, but I'm telling you now the real <laughs> truth. Deeply I'm sorry humiliated. to laugh because I'm sure it's extremely painful. <laughs> it's extremely Isn't that just painful. the worst? It's like that's how happen- accidents happen. Like in weird ways that are even hard to explain how they happen. Yeah, I'm exactly. so sorry. It's okay, but so I'm doing okay. But silver lining case. Yes, I don't know if it's an applicable use of the term, but the good news. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I'm an uncle now. Case. Oh my God! Congratulations! Welcome to the Uncle Club. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, my nephew congratulations Everett. to Tommy and Morgan. Yes, congratulations to Tommy and Morgan. My nephew Everett Mark Mallon was born February tenth, and he's crushing on the he's daily. He's crushing. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I he's love doing to hear that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations to all the Mallon clan. That's thank fantastic. you, Case. Thank Your you. Your parents must be elated. Oh, yeah. My mom has been in San Antonio. I think Everett was born on Friday the 10th. And my parents, like, everything happened so fast. My parents got on a plane to San Antonio from San Diego the same day and made it there, like, just a few hours after he was born. And uh, so my mom's been there ever since sending daily videos and photos. And I've been down to see him twice. And uh, Oh, fantastic. So fun. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You got to hold him? Have you gotten to hold him? Got to hold him. I didn't expect... Did you cry when you met Morgan? No. Mm. I cried, and I did not expect to cry. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. I guess we know who the sweeter one at the Cinephile is. I know. I feel kind of like an (laughs) asshole. I I don't... I'm... That is... uh, Yeah, I was excited to see him. Didn't cry. Didn't even (laughs) feel like crying, to be honest. I'm honest with you. 
I love Morgan though, my nephew. Yeah. Um, What's Morgan? Well, he's my godson. He's your godson too. I'm the godfather. Yes. That's pretty cool. I'm hoping that I uh, get to be the godfather, but also at the same time, I don't know if I want them to subscribe to those sort of medieval yeah. terms. Yeah, and it's like sort of you're sort of sort of guide him in his religious journey. Yeah. You know? Has he been we'll baptized? He just got baptized. Were you surprised Saturday. that they decided to baptize or no? I don't know. No, not really. Hmm. I always still f- I find it surprising when people baptize in this day and age a little bit. I don't think my brother and my sister-in-law are going to church very mm. often, but you know, just it's just to keep the devil sorry, away. Any, yeah. <laughs> anything you can do to keep Satan at bay, I guess you, you yes, want to try yes. and do. <laughs> Uh, uh, Casey, so, how are well, you? Sorry, I just exciting. monopolized the. No, you're not. Mo- this is a conversation. You say something of moderate interest. <laughs> I say something of incredible interest. Just kidding. That was very exciting. I'm really happy for you guys. Oh, I also That's ran so the cool. half marathon. I saw a video of this. Congratulations. How'd that go? Did, was okay. your finger in a splint at this time? <laughs> it was. I was running with my finger in a splint. And oh my, my feet God. have been like really acting up. In fact, I made a. Uh, appointment with an orthopedist uh the other day because my feet have been killing me so i ran it slower than last year which was really discouraging but at the same time i've been my feet have been really bothering me so it's okay i wouldn't have done it i think with the finger thing (laughs) that would have been hard it was very aggravating (laughs) god almighty yeah it sucks wow yeah that's exciting broken piece of meat over here case but spiritually strong spiritually vital yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very good and as for me uh nothing too much to report we babysat our ne- nef- our niece sky this past saturday that was fun mm-hmm. um we've been really trying to i've been really on the oscar movie hunt mm. been trying to watch all the oscar movies uh which speaking of i'm saying this right here <clears throat> we should do an oscar special again patrick i mean i know that's, that's not on our that's music to my ears. Let's do it. Let's yeah. make, we'll talk off pod, but let's make it happen. And okay. the reason I'm saying this, maybe this is a little tease. I think the movies this year have been exceptional. They're like, very good. Watching all of the best picture nominees, I have liked to loved all of them. How many have you watched? I have one left. <laughs> I have one left as well. Which one do Women you have talking. left? Okay, I have All Quiet on the Western Front left. Ooh, it's good. Okay, cool. It stunned me. It scared me. You know how really? Saving Private Ryan was really affecting of the mm-hmm. violence? There's, what about Saving they, Private Malin? That was actually even scarier. That one, sh- <laughs> that one shook me to a, a nearer core that I didn't even know existed. Uh, but All Quiet on the Western Front, I really liked it. It's good. Cool. Um, I loved the Fablemans. I mean, I just I I'm I was really in on a lot of these movies. This I is I don't know. I'm I don't want to get too deep down this rabbit hole if we're going to do an Oscars episode. But I was thinking after watching the Fablemans, that's up there with my favorite Spielberg movies. Me too. Cool. Let's not give it away. <laughs> Let's not give it too away. Too much of our. Next episode, but I I I I am feeling. I just remember going through all the movies last year and being so I don't know, not disappointed, but not. I wasn't jazzed. No, and then fucking Coda won Best Picture. Ugh. Coda, I think, 
is worse than all the movies that have been nominated this for Best Picture this year. I'm not even joking. I would agree with that, actually. And even I for know me, you're not an Avatar guy. I'm but not an I, Avatar guy, but I would say the Avatar is better than Coda, yeah. Anyways, we'll get into it. I don't okay. want to go too far into it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so that's been going on. Um, you know, we're in the middle of our Minneapolis house hunt, which yeah. has been a little frustrating and oh, heartbreaking. No? I mean, we don't have a house yet. That's all. Yeah. There's no real, I mean, it's just a frustrating process, you know? Like, is it we a more competitive market offers. than you? Really? Yeah. 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 <sighs> so what? we're working on it. Okay. But uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. So, do you want to like Anyways. do a hype house and I can move in with you? Do a hype house? Like yeah, buy we'll a, a hype house? Yeah, buy a hype house and then you have me where, to help pay the mortgage. Where would a hype house be? Can they be anywhere? No, it'd be what in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a TikTok uh, house. Where yeah, we would like TikTok quadruple our, our content output. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this sounds good. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Cam? Like, as in Cameron or Camera? Like Cam, like Cam Girl. It's like a Okay, it's like a Camera movie. Girl. No, I haven't seen it. It's called Cam. She goes to a Cam house where it's like a bunch of Cam girls. That oh. are there. Anyways, <laughs> that's beside the point. Patrick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to do, I would really love to do a letterbox rundown. Yeah. Would that be okay? Yeah, I would be I, okay with that. I'm a little humiliated that I don't have as much as I did the last time that we oof. recorded. Actually, it's not that bad, but it's not it's not impressive. Maybe it is. Well, I don't know. I would say I've got a pretty impressive, pretty impressive stuff going on. Okay. So why don't I go well, first? Yeah. And then people can be disappointed with you. Uh, okay. Battle Los Angeles. Do you remember this movie with Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. It came out in 2011. Yes. yes I, I do watched remember it on that. Plane. How was that? It was that? so bad. I Wait, was where like, were you going? You're on a plane? Uh, oh, I guess I just hadn't logged this oh. the last time. <laughs> you were on a plane? <laughs> it was for Christmas, but uh, I hadn't logged it. It was so bad. Mm. It was just terrible. Uh, Pearl. I really liked Pearl. Really enjoyed was Pearl? Bit of a Mia Goth kick because I also saw Infinity Pool. Yes. Did you like? I liked your review. Loved I Infinity at Pool. It. I was. I can't tell you how happy I was when you commented on my review. Oh, really? So happy. Little yes. Dorfin. Little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When well, I get any sort of engagement from you, it's it's the best. Wow. It's just such a treat. Uh, did you like Infinity Pool more than uh, what's his last movie? I really liked. Um, Possessor. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I did. You liked Infinity Pool more. Yes. Jamesy! That's my <laughs> Mia Goth impression. Jamesy! Come on, Jamesy! <laughs> what a wackadoo. I love Mia Goth. I hate I that she's with too. Shia LaBeouf. I like, yeah, it's it the worst. It rips my soul apart. I know. Uh, it sucks. Okay. Infinity Pool. Watch that. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. You ever seen it? Oh, yeah. Was that your first time seeing it? Yeah, never seen it before. It's great, isn't it? Loved it. Uh, loved it. I yeah, I really loved it. Have you seen The Five Bloods? No, I have not. I would like to see that. It's kind of a rip off, not a rip off. I mean, it's, they reference the movie in. <laughs> they reference it. It's in. It, it was inspired by the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Okay, I would watch it. Um, there was a um. Is it a Hey Arnold episode? There's like a there's. I mean, a, a lot of cartoons sort of do like. 
uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre like ripoffs. And I'm trying to think if it was like Hey Arnold or maybe it was The Simpsons, but there's like a very famous like like Hey Arnold would do it. Yeah, I think it is Hey Arnold. I my here's my review of the Treasure of the Sierra Madre on Letterboxd. Humphrey Bogart is such an annoying bastard in this movie, and he is (laughs) because he is like so obnoxious. I was actually surprised an actor of his esteem would play a character so gross and despicable. So I enjoyed that. All right, now Um, this is and I like um, it's Walter Houston, right? Uh, Yes, he plays the gold, the old prospector type. Okay, this is going to drive me crazy. I'm going to keep going while you're looking up. Keep going while I try and figure this out. Okay, then I also had All Quiet on the Western Front, which I already mentioned. Uh, Mm -hmm. Trisha and I watched this movie called Fall, where it's like these two (laughs) TikTok or like YouTube people climb this TV tower. It was kind of bad, but it was fun. I don't know. How did you find this? It was a pretty popular movie. It was also on TikTok a lot lately. Just people posting pictures, uh, video of it. It's just stupid, but I had a good time. Uh, Then I watched You People with Jonah Hill and uh, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Yeah, how was that? It's here's the thing. It's not a great movie, but it's really funny. Like it is. It's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It was written by Jonah Hill and uh, Kenya Barris, who is like the creator of Blackish. So it's really funny, but as a movie, Mm. it's not great. Um, Okay. Watched Avatar. I already mentioned that. Watched Magic Mike's Last Dance. Ooh, how was it? Fun. It was fun. It was a yeah. great time. Fantastic. Uh, I've been reading that people still like Double XL. That's still the I best think in the correct. series. That's correct. Okay. Uh, but this is good too. Okay. It's, it's not as joyous as Double XL. Oh, it, is it a bit more um, dour? No. It's just a little bit more trying to be a real movie where Double uh. XL is like. <laughs> barely held like barely a film yeah <laughs> uh then i watched the benches and a sharon <gasps> do you like loved yes love love loved good good, uh, good, good. it's my fate and favorite martin mcdonough movie i can tell you that much yeah same did then you I, hate yes. three billboards i didn't hate it as much as like people really hate people movie. hate three billboards i did not like it hmm I see how it's it's problematic and kind of politically a mess, but I I liked it. Like I thought it was a fine. I didn't. I not that the politics and like the problem, what people like the big issues have with it. I hear them. Yeah. Uh, but that's not why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it that much. It gotcha. just wasn't working for me for some reason. Okay. Fair um, enough. The dreamers. Watch that movie. Uh, the Fablemans. Loved. That might be my favorite. Ooh. Don't want to say anything else careful, about the Oscars. Careful. careful. Watched Elvis. Oh. Was this your uh, first time seeing it? Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. Does Katie Walsh know you waited that long to see it? I know. Katie Walsh would have my head. <laughs> it's funny. I hung out with Katie Walsh. Not recently. This was a while ago. But it was right when Elvis was coming out. And she was <laughs> talking about it a lot. And she was like, it's taken over, it's taken over my life. Um, she just celebrated a birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Katie I know. Walsh. Happy birthday, Katie. Oh, we also uh, need a shout out for uh, Luce, who has um, Surprise premiering soon. I know. Very exciting. Out, Guess Luce. what? I've watched it. Oh, you have? It's phenomenal. I really phenomenal want to come out to film. LA to see it. I received that would an be exclusive fun. invite, but it's uh, on a Wednesday. 
you know, I'm doing a screening of my short film on March 11th. Would you come out for that? What day of the week is it? That's a Saturday, baby. Ooh. But, uh, you know, that's kind of crazy. I don't Let's know. Let's do a my, quick... My parents uh, aren't coming out. I think everyone wants to watch me look up flights right now. Do you have yeah, anything else in your... Yeah, I think everyone wants to listen to that. <laughs> do, do you have anything else in your letterbox rundown while I look yep, up flights? I watched Nope again. God, it's good. It might be my favorite Jordan Peele movie. It's so it's good. It's my favorite He's, Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. He is so good. And I, I think... He, I just, he's doing things that not, I just feel like he's working on the highest possible level. Like in terms of directors who are like in the zone right now, I think he's at the top of mm-hmm. working directors and mm-hmm. he's crushing. He's crushing. And Nope is so good. It's, and it's I love nope. it scary. It, it like, it really bothers me. Some of the stuff in there. <laughs> uh, and then we watched a movie called Upgrade. You heard of that movie? With, no. It's Lee Winnell. He did The Invisible Man with uh, Elizabeth. What's her face? Um, oh, uh, and, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Or, is that her name? Peggy. No, Elizabeth. Peggy why, why from. I, yeah, I know. I'm blank. Why can't I remember her name? Elizabeth Moss. Uh, Moss. Yes. Uh, but he did that, and this is the movie he did before that. And it was fun. Okay. Fun movie. Uh, that's my letterbox rundown. Patrick, your turn. Okay, uh, I'm now like preoccupied with trying to get a flight to come see you. Did you did you ever figure out which cartoon did the treasure this no, year? No, I'm striking out left and right here. It's kind of a disaster. Yeah, it fe- this this podcast feels sort of disastrous. Right <laughs> yeah. Guess how much it is one way from Austin to LA? It's like five hundred bucks. Four hundred thirty dollars one way. Yeah, don't do it. don't. Call but hold on, I'll I'm checking. I'll send you a link. I'm, I'm checking Alaska right now. Because I have a lot of Alaska points. Don't, Jesus don't. fucking Christ. Airfare should not be this expensive. God damn it. Do you have any tips for getting low airfares, Patrick? Any sites? Any uh I mean, Google, Fli- Google Flights is the best, except Southwest isn't on Google Flights. Google Flights? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, so Google Flights is really cool because you can... Um, set like all sorts of like alerts and it uses all this sorts of like AI and historical data to like try and tell you like when, if a price is historically at a good, like Mm. if it's historically good or if it's historically bad, like if you're looking at how many days out, I'm actually really surprised. I mean, I guess that's in two weeks, but I'm surprised that it's as expensive as it is. It is two weeks. Well, uh, anyways, moving on, Patrick, we got to move on to your letterbox rundown. I want to see what you have. Yes. My boy. Uh, okay, here we go. Did Ooh, I? Oh, there's his you, finger again. Did you? <laughs> scary. It's <laughs> grotesque. I mean, would you ask someone at work what happened to their finger? Yes, I would. You would? I think it's kind of rude people are asking me what happened to it. Yeah, I mean, I would probably feel like, why are they asking? But I would definitely, <laughs> like, what happened? I mean, I just asked you on a podcast. Yeah, uh, but you're my friend. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I well, mean, I, I told you that I I did it putting my pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I feel like I would. I would. I would ask. Have you ever broken a bone before? No, never have. I've never broken a bone. Knock on wood. But Casey, God. what was the last movie we did? The last movie we did was Tar. Oh yeah. When did we record that? Do you remember? Because I'm trying to figure out. Oh yeah, we talked about Megan. Yes. Did we talk about... I'm trying to remember when we recorded, because I'm trying to remember how far back to go. <laughs> I think we recorded, like, the 23rd. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, I have a decent amount. Kinda. Tell 
Okay, so uh, I watched, have you, I think I told you I watched this movie, um, Radioactive Dreams from Albert Pion. Yes. Yes. Uh, I yes. watched another movie of his because they were doing like a retrospective at Alamo Draft House called Alien from L.A. with uh, Kathy Ireland. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this last time. Okay. Uh, then I don't think... Okay, so I'll start here. Holy Spider, movie from What's Iran that? about a famous, infamous oh, yes. serial killer. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. Top 10 of 2022. Well. Finally watched Michael Mann's Miami Vice. I've never seen it. Did Were you inspired? Inspired by our friend Katie Walsh? I was inspired by Katie Walsh, and like it's it's like such a thing on film Twitter, and I want to talk to Katie about it, because I just don't get, I I don't get it. I don't see how this, I liked it, but like it's a deeply flawed, bizarro Mm. movie. Um, And I haven't seen Black Hat, but it's probably the worst Michael Mann movie I've seen. Wow. Um, So I do want to talk to Katie and get her perspective on it. Um, her unique then, perspective. Yes, and then the power went out in Austin. Did you know this? I lost power for yes, a day and a half. Yes, there's a woman I work with who lives in Austin, and she was off the grid for a little bit. Yeah, because the city has like the most. Gar- it's like the 11th biggest city in the country, and has like third world infrastructure. We're out of power from a fucking ice storm for a day and a half. It was awful. Um, luckily, Peanut and uh, had just. Uh, digitized some of his DVDs, so I had them on an external hard drive. And I also nice. had some other movies that I had kind of procured via other means. So uh, so basically, since we didn't have any internet, I had some stuff I could watch offline. Watch American Splendor, which I love, which was one of my gateway I art house American movies. I love American Splendor. Leah had never seen it, so watch American Splendor. Watch Roadhouse, an all-time oh, American film God. classic. I love Roadhouse is so good it's perfect it's five stars yeah it's literally a five star perfect movie um watch greta gerwig's little women which i had not seen oh you hadn't seen it i hadn't seen it it? loved it loved it very good i'm very excited for barbie i am excited for barbie too i thought the trailer looked great greta gerwig has not let me down so far um i'm excited uh watch true romance watched Mm. uh which i hadn't seen in a while and always a fun one to revisit uh, watch Tommy, Ken Russell's Tommy with the Tommy, Rodney Daltrey. Me? I was obsessed with Tommy for a long time when I was like in fifth grade. You were? Yes. I don't know That's why. Amazing. I was obsessed with The Who and I was obsessed with Tommy. Um, yeah. Love that. Uh, watch The Fablemans. Yes. Uh, watched, so Austin Film Society did a member mixer, which is <gasps> pretty cool. Got to Make see, some friends? Uh, no. Uh, Leah and I went and we just kind of to ourselves um we got a free drink and free popcorn free movie and saw coal miner's daughter which i'd never seen before with sissy spacek as loretta lynn um and then infinity pool was the last one i saw before the movie we'll be discussing today i can't believe it's been gosh i guess with between my nephew being born and then just the rest of the the week that was a cinematic experience in and of itself (laughs) yeah so that's the that's the rundown. It's the now, scoop. Patrick, we've both seen Infinity Pool. Mm-hmm. Let's do a mini sode for the next five minutes on it. Okay. Uh, would you want to watch yourself get executed? I think I would actually. God Almighty! <laughs> I think I would. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> I can't say. It just seems like such a big expense. Yeah, no, it seems so frivolous. Well, yeah, and, I would be apprehensive about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I would be apprehensive about the expense, but I think there would be something cool about seeing it's something cathartic about seeing yourself be murdered. In the movie, there is like it seems like there's before that act and after it changes you. Oh you yeah, know? how could it and not? How, truly, how could it not? <laughs> you uh, see yourself be executed. Did you I find it scary at all? Not. I mean, I would say it was kind of horrifying, but I right. wouldn't say scary. I would say that when you don't know what's kind of going on, it's scary at the beginning mm-hmm. with anticipation. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say. I would still kind of call it a horror movie, but I wouldn't say it was scary, you know? Right. I wonder if, um, I mean, I think we're already, the the characters in the film, they're already predisposed to be bad people because they're like this, they're these rich assholes who have never had any consequences for everything they've, anything they've ever done in their life. But I wonder if the average person, if they were to go through an experience like that, if they would become as like, Unhinged. Depraved. Yeah, as depraved <laughs> and unhinged as the characters become in that movie and like feel emboldened to just be <laughs> sadistic like weirdos. Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I guess, yeah, would you go back the next year for the same vacation? It seems like they summer together every year, this group of maniacs. Yeah. I mean I, no, because I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to go hurt anyone else. That's the thing. I wouldn't want to yeah. hurt anyone else. But if there's, I mean, maybe if I enjoyed watching myself be killed, maybe there's some way that I could commit a crime that didn't hurt anyone, but I could still get executed and watch myself get executed. I don't know. The thing that the, the thing that comes up, which they never answer, which is too scary for me to even go into, is, is the person who is still alive and watching the execution, is that the you or is oh, that yeah. the clone? Yeah. You know? You don't and know. And I feel like this issue comes up a lot with, you know, uploading your consciousness into an like a computer because mm-hmm. that's not actually you. You're making a copy of, even if it's like exactly every thought and your personality uploaded, it's not you. It's being copied onto a hard drive right you know what i'm saying yeah so there's gonna be some degradation of the file but also like that file version will wake up and be like oh great i'm here but i Mm -hmm. casey o'brien who is talking to you would actually be dead you know Mm -hmm. even and so it wouldn't be for me it'd be for others kind of do you think if you you kept i wonder this probably i don't know if brandon cronenberg thought this maybe he did but like I wonder if they think about, like, the loss of fidelity. Like, if you keep killing... Like, if the original one dies, and then you keep killing more and more, and you keep cloning more and more, yeah. how far do you get from the original consciousness to the original personhood? I don't know. Yeah. A lot to examine in that film. Yes. Uh, I liked it. I, like... So, some people have been kind of critical of it, because it is kind of, like... It leans on sort of these, like, almost stereotypical, like, psychedelic, trippy sequences... But I really liked it. I was, I was, I was fine, fine with, it. with it. Yeah, I was long for the ride. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Did you give so it four with, or four and a half? Uh, let me look. I get four. Saw it with Christian Duane. Yes. Oh, you did. Yeah. That was Christian. And then we had a very. Uh, then we had an infinity pool. Uh, I don't even know. Kind of nice. Gonna say we, then we did the infinity. <laughs> we went into the infinity infinity pool afterwards. Cool. Uh, I love the title of the movie too. It's perfect. It's great. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, Patrick, should we get on to what we came here to discuss today? Yes, the people want it, they demand it. They demand it. They demand it. 
Let's go! Alright, like I said at the top of the show, this is Fart House. We watch the artsiest, fartiest films so that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're watching The Dreamers! This is a movie I feel like I've heard about for a long time, but I've never seen until mm-hmm. now, so this is fun. Uh, we'll discuss it. We'll subject it to a proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable the movie really is. But Patrick, I have to ask you, I really do, have you seen this movie before? Do you own it? Wait, what was the cut? No. Do you own it? And have you seen it before? No. And no. Oh, I would have thought you would own this for some reason. So, do you remember seeing the trailers for this when it came no, out? No, I don't. Okay. So, I was a budding young cinephile. Yes. Would go see films at the Landmark Theater in Hillcrest and La Jolla in San Diego. And uh, they would screen... I remember when they would show this trailer. It came out in like 2003. So I must have been like 14, 15. And they would show this trailer and I remember loving the trailer. Like it was everything you could yes, want. Yes, of course. As like a young cinephile in like an artsy-fartsy movie. And it also had... Did you watch... Have you watched the trailer by any chance? No, I should go back and watch you it. You should watch the trailer. Like especially because it would like tap into like all of those nostalgic elements of the proto cinephile brain. Uh, yes. Like there there's like so many great needle drops in the trailer too. And I was such a like <laughs> I'm sure nerdy classic rock fan. I was like, I don't listen to any new music. I only listen to classic rock. And so when this movie like or when the trailer came out, I was like, oh I gotta see this. And then the N C seventeen rating came down and I was like, fuck, I can't see this. God. Um but Casey, can I disclose something to you? Disclose I have Googled the nude scenes before well, when I was in high school. <laughs> I'm not here to judge you. I, 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 of course, you want to see the most uh, salacious and uh, erotic parts of the movie, you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's, it's erotica so month. A, we didn't even... Had a, it's erotica month. It's erotica month. <laughs> you, so you had some familiarity with the content. There were some scenes I had seen a few times <laughs> Yes. Uh, thank you for your, uh, I don't know, was it a confession? Um, so, wait, so you, so you suggested this movie. Why did you suggest this movie? Well, it's been one of those ones where it's like, oh, this was an NC-17 movie. They're like, they almost had sex. Or like, they were like, really had sex? I actually don't know much of the lore behind this, but it's like, it was kind of, uh, like, everyone's naked and having sex in it. And it was just one of those movies you heard about. And I wish... Oh, I wish I had seen this in high school or college because <laughs> yeah. I would have this. I would have eaten this movie up with a yeah. damn spoon. <laughs> Just all the like old like movie lovers and cinephiles and like we're young and like we're the dreamers. You know, it's like uh, there. What's that line from like On the Road? Like here's to the wild ones or whatever. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like that that kind of shit. I would have just eating it up with a damn spoon. Oh my God, and yeah. It's kind of like, and watching it now, I'm like, oh God, this is a little bit lost on me. Or it's like, <laughs> it's like going to, Di- it would be like me going to Disney World now as opposed to when I was like uh, 10, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I'm not in the right mind frame for it. And there's a lot of like eye-rolly young kind of talk in it. And, but I, I still enjoyed it to a certain degree. But yeah, I think I you was- You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of kind of like, cornball sort of stuff but that is so it's so accurate to what 
kids are like at that yes. age, you know? And it's like, it like nails that, like that exact, like that. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast about how like when we're in our late teens and early twenties, how serious everything is. Yes. And how we like, like there's the scene in the dreamers where they are like, we need to break the record that they do in uh, Godard's a band apart where they <laughs> yeah. run through the Louvre and this amount of time and we have to break that record and they took it so seriously and they're like we have to break the record and it was like this is so fucking dumb and it's like so cheesy to like do something you saw in a movie like it's not any different than like a little kid dressing up as iron man and like doing stuff from the avengers you know it's and like the, the same remember thing. they say too like they they would they had finally found the perfect person to do it with yes they finally like it all came together all yeah, the pieces came, all together. came together uh, I'm just going to do a quick, brief synopsis of this film. There's not much of a plot, really, to speak of. So, Michael, Plitt, Michael Pitt plays Matthew, and this is 1968, and he's a American in Paris uh, studying French, and he kind of is a movie lover, and he falls in with this twins, this brother-sister duo, Isabel, played by Eva Green, and Theo, played by Louis Garrel, who was in Greta Gerwig's Little Women, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leah pointed that out. I didn't recognize it, but Leah oh, knew right so away. funny. And they become kind of this weird thruple, and they becomes very incestuous and insular, and they're having sex with each other, and there's homoeroticism, and they're obsessed with movies, and they take everything very seriously, and things go a little bit too far sometimes, but uh, that's basically it. There's nothing else much that happens in this movie. <laughs> um, well, Patrick, you mentioned it's February. It's erotica month, and thank God we're... Thank God Farthouse is here to talk about erotic film because... You know, there's so much stupid Twitter discourse, which doesn't mean anything. Oh, my God. I'm sure you're involved with it. Uh, but <laughs> how people lately have been like, I like there was the whole Penn Badgley thing where he's like, has asked not to have kissing scenes with other women because he's married now. Was it kissing or just sex scenes? I think it was just sex, but it, it may have been kissing. And like, there's a lot of people that were like, oh, this is great. I like this is this is I, this makes me uh, hopeful for men. Yeah, <laughs> that he doesn't want to be in sex scenes anymore in movies. And you know, there's always been the discourse where it's like, actually, sex scenes aren't even necessary to the plot of films. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw one take. Again, this means nothing. It's all stupid. But there was one woman who was like, I actually find it weird watching people kiss in movies that aren't actually in a relationship. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yes. And I there was, was like, one too. There was one too about like. Saying that it's weird that the viewer doesn't consent, like they're upset that like when a sex scene happens because we of the viewer has not consented to to witnessing the, the yes. sexual act. It's like it's so, gotten so warped. I don't even know. I know, and it's just like, and I think it goes into a whole Gen Z is very sexless. Yeah, they're like, very it's, puritanical. It's very puritanical. It's very isolated, and. I just think that we're moving away from sex. Actually, there was an article in the New York Times, an opinion piece that was like, please have more sex or something like that. I'll have to look that up. Did you see that? Mm-mm, it was someone no. wrote like, a, it was like, have more sex, please. Because <laughs> this generation is becoming very isolated and people like the numbers prove that people are having less sex now yeah. than ever before. And uh, thank God Fart House here is, 
is here to make yeah, everybody we're here to keep horny everyone's... again. <laughs> yeah, we're here to keep people's sex drive high. There's yes. nothing hotter than listening to you and me talk yes. about Two movies. Two white dorks <laughs> talk about movies. I can't think of anything more sexually arousing. Yeah. Uh, but thank God we're here to just keep people honest and uh, to talk about these horny movies, Patrick. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Um, so when I think of horny movies, I do think of Michael Pitt and Ava Green. They seem like yes. very, uh, horny sexual people. Do you like, uh, Michael Pitt as an actor? So he's an interesting person. He's I very do. interesting I mean, person. I like him, but mm-hmm. I feel like Hollywood has decided they don't like him anymore. So uh, I thought because the same I, thing. I, I think he's an annoying person. It seems like. Yeah. Did you and happen don't to like Google him. him after this? Well, I know. Well, so I used to watch Boardwalk Empire. That was mm-hmm. the last time I really saw him in anything. Because he's in some movies I legitimately love. I uh movies. I really love Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and he's in that. Um I think he's good in stuff. There's a very cornball movie that it was kind of the springboard for him and Ryan Gosling, but it's actually a it's it's not great. It's with Sandra Bullock, it's called Murder by Numbers. Yes. Have you seen yes. this? Yeah, they were no, great in that. Oh. But I like him, and I liked him in Boardwalk Empire a lot, but he was the main character in Boardwalk Empire, and at the beginning of season two, they kill him off. When I, and I was, was watching it season this two or was, season three? Maybe it was season three. It was early on, It though. might have been season two. You might be right, but yeah, it was very early, yeah. And I think it was just because everyone want, hated him and wanted him <laughs> off the show. <laughs> yeah. That was essentially it. Like He was yeah. like obnoxious to work with, and he hasn't really worked in a major way in a long time. No. I mean, he's in some stuff, but... I Googled him because I was like, what is going on? Because he is such a talented actor and he has such a distinctive look. But I guess he's been arrested a few times for kind of like being drunk and disorderly in public. And there was this okay. one thing of him like walking naked down the street in New York City and just like completely. It's, it's kind of sad, but also yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like. Uh, I kind of want to pull up his filmography. Is he in Bully? Do you remember? The I never saw that movie. Is that a Larry Clark film? It's a Larry Clark film with Brad Renfro. Uh, okay. Bully is very good. Okay, I'll have to check that out. But oh, yeah, he's I also mean, in the Funny Games remake. Remember yes. there? Yeah, he was. He's excellent in Last in that. Days. Last Days. He's in. He was kind of an it guy for he a is. while. He and, was. And uh, I just think people were tired of him. It seems like. Yeah, he really falls off a cliff here. Yeah, he was in Bully. He plays a weird character in Bully. But um, I think he's good. I think he's interesting. I think I thought up until maybe eight years ago that he was Michael, Brad Pitt's brother. Mm. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe it's because they have the last name, same last <laughs> yeah, name. It's, but. it's not unreasonable. Um, Patrick, did this movie remind you of any other movies? Mm. Yes, but now that you've put me on the spot, I'm trying to. I don't. I can't. Nothing's like coming Can to I mind. Can I say one? Yeah. I thought this reminded it reminded me of uh in the realm of the senses. Oh, like, it did. Okay. Just in the sense that it's like these people like become kind of obsessed with staying in. They don't leave or clean their room. They're just having sex and like food and like it's gross and their juices and like <laughs> I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that similar feeling. Yeah, it's a very you know? soiled movie. Lots it's of soiled, soiling yes. here and there. Uh yeah, so it reminded me of that, I guess. Did it did it tap into any of like your 
And we kind of touched on this before, but did you feel any sort of nostalgia watching it? Like you feel like you missed out on anything from your youth? Like you didn't get to have a sort of, I mean, not that many people get to have an experience like Michael Pitt's character did in this, but. I, I would not say this is like a lifestyle I would have wanted to partake in. It's just so hedonistic and crazy and like. You don't think you would have wanted it for like a semester? Maybe a semester, you know, what's, what's, what's three months of your life, you know? Uh, but yeah, I can't say that that made me feel, I think it made me sort of nostalgic for when I was like really getting into movies and like Mm -hmm. these, these sort of conversations would have meant something to me. And they are just like, I think it is kind of making fun of young people. Like they're the dreamers, you know? And it's like, they kind of don't do anything. They just stay inside and just like have sleepovers basically. And they're like, <laughs> consider themselves revolutionaries and they're not. Oh, it also reminded me of love. Gaspar Noe's yes, love. Yes. That's a very good comp. Yes. That's a very good comp. These are two classic ar- uh, fart house erotica month movies. Gosh, now I'm trying, I'm racking my brain. I feel like there's another movie where there's like, I mean, there's a lot of movies like this and we've probably talked about them before on the pot and I can't remember specifically, but there is there is kind of this um, stereotype of the sort of young earnest like idealist who's like almost like off-puttingly idealistic, yeah. you know, in their sort of like politics. And even if I might agree with what they think, they're just like so cringe, which is like the worst sin you can commit in our culture. Is yes, cringe. I know. Cringe is the worst, actually. Uh, not by my standards, but you'd go to the guillotine uh, on Twitter if you're yeah. uh, cringe. You don't think cringe uh, is bad? I think cringe is bad. No, I think I think people who worry about cringe are bad. And i.e. I, I think you're bad. <laughs> I think you're a bad little boy. I worry about thinking. cringe so much. I do recognize that it's a problem that I worry about it too much. I am cringe, but I am free. That's that, that was a meme somewhere. But you were <laughs> somehow you're not cringe though. I'm I'm beyond cringe. Yeah, you've I'm transcended post-cringe. cringe. I'm post cringe, man. I'm post cringe. Cringe. Put that on your Twitter bio. <laughs> post cringe. That is good. I like that. Post cringe. Uh, but uh, I <laughs> this movie. Okay, can I say something, Patrick? Yeah, you can say it. You can say it. I don't think this should have been NC-17. I didn't think it was sexy enough. Like, there's nudity, certainly, but there's not that many sex scenes. And we don't see that much penis. And I mean, there's way more penis than your average R-rated movie. Yeah, but I just feel like I was expecting more, like, sexual scenes. But there's, like, the sex scene between Eva Green and (laughs) Michael Pitt where they're on the kitchen floor. You just sort of see their legs akimbo in the air. Like, I just was not... I was not impressed by the sexiness of the movie, I guess. Really? I wanted more. I I think just knowing how movies are rated in this country, I'm not. I know. Sp- well, like, shame is NC-17, and there's more, like, sex scenes in that. More hardcore sex scenes, you know? I'm trying. You think there's more hardcore sex scenes in shame? Yes. A hundred. I guess you do see a lot more Fassbender dong. Yeah, but there's just a lot more sex scenes with various partners. In mm-hmm. that. And this, I just feel like there's one <laughs> That's part That's how they do it. The number of partners equates. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, there's only one partner in this. Um, uh, did you think... Um, so remember the first time that Michael Pitt and Ava Green have sex? Yes. 
uh, she bleeds. And the implication is that she was a virgin, right? Was that what you Yes. Would... Well, okay. I was confused about this, too. I thought she was on her period. Yeah. And Trisha was like, no, she's a virgin. I was like, oh, that maybe i guess that makes more sense yeah especially because later than they're in the bathtub and she starts her period and like i don't think they would have two period scenes yeah it's a little tacky i think in screenwriting 101 they say don't put two periods one period scene did you read uh the wikipedia at all i love that we're like this is my like expertise corner did you read the wikipedia at all no i didn't uh so this was based on a novel and uh the guy that that wrote it um he wrote the screenplay as well and i guess bernard Bertolucci. i guess the novel is a lot more homoerotic and there's oh, a lot more like this. overt like homosexuality between teo yes. and matthew and bernard Bertolucci thought it was too much to have <laughs> whereas ava green is naked every eight seconds completely nude <laughs> completely nude that is so of that time and also I think Bernardo Bertolucci is kind of a creep. I think he's I mean, a creep, last, too. Last Tango in Paris. You know what? I actually don't think I like him as a director. A lot of his movies I've seen I have not liked. I, I really like I like this movie. I actually like this movie more than Last Tango in Paris, actually. Oh, I did, too. Definitely. Um, but it is weird. Like, Ava Green was 23 yeah. when this was made, which is, like, obviously consenting adult, but it's young. And, like, yeah. apparently, like, you know... I think at the time, like, people knew about how exploited Maria Schneider was from Last Tango in Paris. So I feel like there's definitely, like, this wariness for working with Bernard And there was weird things about, like, him making the actors get naked before the shots to, like, get comfortable or something. Oh, really? Yeah, there was some of that stuff. And it's like... Did you see, too, that Jake Gyllenhaal screen tested for it, but he didn't want to be naked that much? Our loss, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) Wuss! Whip it out, Jake! Uh, You know, I don't know. And Okay, Bernardo Budalucci, I didn't really like the movie The Conformist either. I haven't seen The Conformist. I didn't think it was good. Mm. And then have you seen 1900 did... one of the longest movies of all time no i've never seen that <laughs> i haven't seen the last last emperor either last uh, emperor is very good i've seen last Emperor. he also did a movie one of the worst movies i've ever seen what called little buddha little where buddha? keanu reeves plays buddha he plays like a indian man is it like kundan i liked it <laughs> what, what, say that again <laughs> Remember in The Sopranos when Christopher says yes. to Mark, Kundun, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> His no, Kundun's about the Dalai Lama. Oh, it is. Okay, see, that was lost on me, what you just oh, said. Sorry. Yeah, Keanu Reeves plays Sid Arta. Bridget Fonda's in it. Chris Isaac's in it. It's bad. It's very, very bad. Uh, Why have you seen that? What was the... We watched it in a religion class in high school. In high school? Yes. Wow. So it was very bad. Um, Patrick, what else is there to even say about the dreamers? Any scenes that stood out? Uh, uh, did it make you want to have a giant French like apartment? There was a lot of stuff that I, I really liked the movie. It definitely sort of kind of, there's a lot of like goofy elements and like it sort of loses a bit of steam towards the end, but I really liked it in that it's a very, do you so you you mentioned before and I wanted to I wanted to challenge you on this or not challenge you I wanted to ask you to talk about it a little more. You think the movie is kind of making fun of these characters a little bit? 
I think so. They're very naive. I don't disagree, but at the same time, I feel like Bernardo Bertolucci, it almost felt like, while I was watching, I was thinking about this feels to me like Bernardo Bertolucci trying to like not grow old, like be Peter Pan, like to try and I, recapture. I, I, like, I 100% think that's probably true. Yeah. Too. He's like, I this sucks. I'm old. I wish I could go back to being in my 20s and 30s and just fucking and having low stakes uh, protests. Yeah. And being relatively comfortable on my bourgeois class. Yeah. <laughs> Not having to worry about anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think that is what, that is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like how he like really believes this stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, I guess for me to enjoy it, I have to be like, I make fun of these people. Like, yeah. It's it's no I mean it's um it's like the X-rated version of like 500 Days of Summer, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. like the references and like Yeah, there's some truly goofy shit. Like remember when um when uh Ava Green's character, what is it's Teo and um gosh, what is her character's name? Well, I have it written right here, Isabel. Isabel. Uh when she talks about uh like when she was born or when she was a kid, uh she, Something about the New York Herald Tribune, and then it cuts to uh, Breathless from... I was born, like, in 1959, and the first words I heard were, New New York York Herald Herald Tribune. New York Herald Herald Tribune. Tribune. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Yes. So, Casey, you heard 1959 as well, right? She was born in 19... Which makes... Which would make her nine years old during the events She's of the movie. She's saying that's so. when she, that movie was when she became a person, oh, basically. Oh, okay. So speaking of sort of um, metaphors and talking in metaphors, they, Teo alludes to the fact that they're Siamese twins. Yes. And then he says, no, seriously, we're Siamese twins. Yes. And they both kind of have this birthmark or yes. sort of like scar. So they were separated, yes. Yes. So do you think that they actually were Siamese twins? I, I assumed so, yes. Okay. Based on that data. Based on that data that the movie <laughs> provided. It never really kind of got into like their weird relationship. It was kind of like, okay, you guys like sleep together naked and like Theo watches you have sex with Matthew and like that's all gross. But it was like, it didn't do a lot of analysis of that relationship in that way. You know? I think that's why, um, and I mean, this movie has been out for night almost twenty, 20 years. years. So no, like twenty years. Just we can do some. Up. We can do some spoilery stuff. I think where the movie kind of like, I'm glad the movie wasn't longer. But when um, have you ever felt that? I've never felt that. Oh, I wish there was there was more. You've never felt you wish there was more in a movie. Mm. There has Maybe. to be a time you've thought there. You wish there was more. Mamma Mia. Uh, oh, shut up. Ugh, I love most, Mama most un- obnoxious answer you could possibly have given. Oh, shut up. I love that movie. Ugh. I don't even need to see it to I know I hate it. I was saying it to be funny, but I <laughs> I did have a good time watching that movie. Uh, continue. Uh, now you got me all bent out of shape about <laughs> Mamma Mia. Uh, but I didn't... So there's... I like that Matthew, which... He's from San Diego in the movie. I know, I thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) What's that little San Diego blonde boy doing in Paris? God, I would have killed for that experience. (laughs) Um, Anyways. uh, (laughs) uh, He, like, convinces 
Isabel that they need to go out on like a proper date without Teo because yes. they're they're in this like perpetual thruple. So they go out on this date and then they come back after they have a good time on the date. They come back to um, to their flat and he really wants to go to Isabel's room. She does not want to go to her room. Do uh, we ever see her room? Yeah, we see it. It's the one with the weird bears in it. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. her room. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, this is a totally different side of Isabel that I've never seen. And then she, they're about to have like some really like hot sex. And then Teo has a girl over and they start hooking up. And then Isabel freaks out because she hears Teo hooking up with yeah. a girl. And so that was kind of odd because it didn't yes. really, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't enough information before or enough like table setting before to indicate that she was going to go in this direction and then ultimate spoiler if you really want to wait and see this movie skip ahead 30 seconds uh when she brings out the uh when she hooks up the hose out of nowhere to (laughs) to kill everybody (laughs) yeah well i was confused by that too so and I like, realized, like, narratively, it was, like, a callback to when, you know, when Michael Pitt's character says, what would you do if your parents ever found out about you and Teo? She's like, I would kill myself. And he's like, ha, well, <laughs> what, what would you do? Well, find out what exactly. Because she's, I think she explicitly says we've never had sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, like, the their relationship is what her parents, she didn't want her parents to find out that they, like, are naked around each other. Like, it was kind of ambiguous what she didn't want them mm-hmm. to find out i mean like, they definitely even though they haven't had sex i mean like she literally dared him to masturbate and then watched him masturbate and then cleaned up his cum yes i but i just Bro, think are it you wasn't defending very, that are you defending that or i'm not defending it <laughs> i you know i was thinking <laughs> i was talking about this with trisha my wife when we watched <laughs> this movie i was like if i was michael pitt and i was in this weird thruple with a brother and sister, twin brother and sister. I feel like it would take me a long time to be like, you know what? This is this is weird because I would be like, well, they're French. Is yeah, this weird same. for French and also, people? Eva like, Green is so hot. I wouldn't care. Like they would, it, they would have to go so far for me to be turned off. I'd just be like, <laughs> they're French. Like, they're French. They do weird stuff. This yeah. is what French siblings do. Yeah, they, they make their brother masturbate <laughs> on a wall. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Ava Green. Her parents discover that her brother and her are like naked around each other and have kind of a sexual relationship. And she goes and connects a hose, which there's a garden hose just in the kitchen for some reason. <laughs> uh, she connects that to the gas line and like is trying to kill everybody in the apartment, including Theo and Matthew, uh, because her parents found out about. Did you think she was like, did you think it was going to happen? Like, go through with it? Sure. I don't know. I didn't yeah. I, I didn't have a lot of skin in the game with that. I was just kinda like, okay. But it gets interrupted by protests outside. So and then it's funny because she's like, whoop. And then like Michael Pitt and Theo are waking up and she's like, oh she has to like spiral up her gotta gotta get rid of this hose. And then there is like a throwaway line where Michael Pitt's like, What's that smell? And they're like, uh I don't, she says something. Yeah, but, I think she yeah. references for, uh, like burning rubber, so, like something from something that's going on outside. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. But I. But back to the point at hand. I feel like they don't really analyze or like 
figure out what they're trying to say by Isabel and Theo's relationship. Yeah. And by they, I mean Bernardo Bertolucci didn't really figure that out. And it would have made more sense. I think it actually was a disservice to the film to not make it more homoerotic. Like if Michael Pitt and Theo had their own separate sexual relationship, then it was like more of a complete triangle. Mm -hmm. But it's like he has sex with Isabel and Theo's also there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like the, like, as much as I liked it, the movie starts out really through the prism of Michael Pitt's character, and then it kind of pivots a little bit, which is fine. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it would have been more interesting remaining through through Michael Pitt's character and showing, like, how how much he was struggling with everything or enjoying everything. Like, it it kind of, like, becomes about Isabel a little bit at the last second. It flips at a certain point because so much of the movie is like, oh, I'm just like a San Diego blonde guy. I don't know what's going on. Like, whoa, I'm being taken into this world of cinema and these art people. It's so cool. And then all of a sudden at a certain point, Michael Pitt's like, no, you guys are fucked up and you need to listen to me now. And I'm like, (laughs) when did this flip happen? And it kind of does sort of like... It's not really leaned into or explained, but he's like, we need a real date. And it's like, no, your ideas are fucked up. And it's like, I don't know. It was just kind of like, where are we? Yeah. I lost my footing. Yeah. You know? I agree. So it did remind me of being a freshman in college with like my group of friends. We were like so tight knit and we were like sleep over at each other's dorm rooms. And it was very like incestuous and like young. And we're like. We love each other. We're best friends. We're so close. And then like the next semester, I like never talked to them again. You know, it's like that sort of young person relationship. So in that way, I thought it was accurate. You yeah. Know? It really like it, it captures that, um, the spirit of that time in your yeah. life, you know? Yes. And it's not, I mean, it seems like something that would be easy to capture, but it's actually really kind of difficult, especially as you get older and older. So I will credit Bertolucci for because he's so obsessed with that period of his life. Yeah. But he's able to like hone in on something that is like, I don't know if universal is the right word, but like for a particular kind of like artsy fartsy person, like that is like something that like everyone kind of aspired to for like at least some brief period of life or that they can identify with for that phase of life. And I feel like it is really, like, people taking themselves so seriously. Like, it's funny. Like, it's actually, like, you can tell a young person by, like, how seriously they yeah. take themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like a sign of immaturity. Like, like Remember their Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin argument? Yes. Which is the most, like, serious thing in the whole movie. And they're, like, arguing, and they're, like, about to, like, punch each other. Like, Which, Casey, I have to say, this is... Uh, Something I'm loath to admit, but I haven't seen any Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin movies. Uh, neither have I, because they, they, they look boring. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's something like... If but we Buster Keaton school, is clearly funnier than Charles Chaplin. <laughs> I feel like in film school, we would have like watched a Buster Keaton movie, and I would have said something like... It's just amazing. That's like actually some of the best cinema I've ever seen in my life. And I was like almost going to cry. Like it would be like something like that. Like... Yeah, it's so stupid. like you watch Modern Times and it was like, oh, that's better than anything like, Scorsese's ever like done. Th- it would be like we'd watch it and be like laughing, like, <laughs> like at things that are like like him slipping on a banana pill or whatever yeah. the fuck happens in that movie. But it's like no one thinks that's actually funny. Those movies no. are bad. Um, 
I will. Yeah. I mean, there are some funny things about older movies, but <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of performative. This the laughter. performative laughter can't stand it. You know, we're very yeah. against the performative laughter. We are. Yeah, that's based. The podcast is just as much about being against performative laughter as it is about <laughs> anything else. God Almighty. Well, I don't know. I could talk about uh, being a young, dumb fi- film school person all the live long day, but I think we got to move on here, Patrick. Yeah, we got to get to that first. We got to get to that fartsy test. Okay, this is the test used to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy movie is. We continually add and subtract to this list as a living document, much like the Constitution, but far more important. Patrick, are there disorienting editing choices? I would say yes. Oh, you would... Uh... It's always cutting to... Well, it's like cutting to random, like, film footage and, like... I would go in between yes and no. Like, I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think it's like Infinity Pool style editing That's choices. true, but I think it's trying to make Godardian cuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Like, it is it is kind of, it's a little bit disorienting, and um, I think we're just so literate yes. with the film language that for us, it might not seem that avant-garde, but for the lay viewer... It could be could disorienting. Be uh, is there inappropriately long gazing? This is a, this is kind of a fast movie. I feel like it's not necessarily a slow gazer. You know what I mean? There's some. Ga- I mean, there's some kind of longing. Like I, I know what you mean. It's a very. It's a. It's a pretty chatty movie. Yes. Overall, and they're kind of like you know they're kids and they're talking and they're like constantly kind of like engaged and challenging each other. But I feel like there's some. Some sort of like longing, gazy elements at times and leering. There's leering. There's leering. Patrick, if you were... Okay, so the parents come back. The parents are out of town for like a couple weeks when all this shenanigans goes on. And they come back... That reminds me, Case, what did you think of uh, when the um, Teo and Isabel's dad gets frustrated with, with Michael Pitt's character, Matthew, for briefly not paying attention? And then he goes in this... He talks about how the lighter... It lines up perfectly with all the different squares on the, yes. the tablecloth. And the, the <laughs> what did you like, think of this? They're like, "Good job." Our dad thought you were very interesting. Yeah, he's like, "You have an interesting friend here. More interesting than you may know." <laughs> See, like, I feel like that's like how you would talk at those times. You'd kind of like say random flighty things and be like, "This is meaningful." And it's like, yeah, that that reminded me of an earlier See, do you think those conversations are cringe? I think those conversations are cringe, yes, but maybe I, think I should cringe. be having this. Okay. But what like, I Like what should we talk about, Casey? <laughs> I, I think we talk about important stuff. The most important stuff, like <laughs> I don't know, people talking in movie theaters and what we order at McDonald's. I mean, nothing's more important than that. Have you been to McDonald's lately? I went 2 days ago. Excellent. One of the best okay, meals sorry, of my I life. derailed you from, from what you were okay, going to talk so about with the parents. Okay, so the parents come back from their trip, and they find Isabel, Theo, and Matthew all naked in each other's arms. Mm-hmm. And the, the house is fucked up. It's like a mess. It's repugnant, yes. And they leave them more money and leave. What Did you think that was odd? Like, why were they not mad? Were they, like, frightened? By, they seemed like they were frightened by what they found. I think, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's denial. I think it was denial. I think they were probably like, 
It's too, it's too, I, my, my brain went two directions. I was like, one, it was like, oh, it's French. Like, as we discussed before, like, yes, oh, French, there's nothing, the there's nothing taboo. of the French and then, people. And then, and then the other part of my brain was like, they are so disturbed. How are you going to handle this? You might as well just leave them some more money and get the hell out of there. So you don't have to like address the problem. But they let them know, the we saw is. you. We saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. But I also, so back to the Theo and Isabel relationship, there isn't anything that like, like why they were that way. You know, like why they were. I mean, other than that, like Teo kind of, I mean, he just says because they were Siamese twins, like they were so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that was it. Like they're kind of like the same. They were like, the movie did an okay job of exploring. Like they were trying to be like, they were so intrigued by Matthew and they wanted to be inclusive of him, but also they knew that he, he, he will never be part of them who never will. Yeah. And I think that obviously bothered him too, which is probably why he tried to sort of not have Isabel for himself, but kind of like yeah. he wanted to like, well, it sort of made sense. And, he was like, are you my girlfriend? Like, I don't want to, every time we have sex, have to do it in front of your brother. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable Re- ask. It's reasonable ask. Uh, is there suicide? I'm going to say yes. Isabel tries I'm gonna to say yes kill too. herself a la uh, Midsommar style. Mm-hmm. Midsommar stylies. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she decides, she kind of quits on it. I thought that was incredibly selfish because that was a murder. Yeah, it's a total murder. <laughs> like in Midsummer. Midsummer is a suicide murder too. I know, but she wanted to murder those people where like why did she why did Isabel like that in Midsummer she had hatred for her parents, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand why Isabel was like also you you two are coming. Also, coming I don't with know me. the Also, I don't know the chemistry or physics of it, but if you remember in Midsummer, she I think she like tapes She tapes the gap f- the goes to her mouth. Yeah. Yeah, and whereas in this, like, I don't know... She just kind of put it... It's just kind of there. She kind of held it like a teddy bear, the hand of the host. It's just sort of there. Would have taken, like, two days with all the windows closed. I was going to say, the windows were, like, open. I don't know (laughs) if that would have... I don't know how effective it would have been. But, you know, maybe it would have just blown up at a certain point. But anyways, it (laughs) didn't Part of me did think that might have been what was going to happen as the unrest started building outside. I was like, Oh, is a Molotov cocktail going to fly through the window, land in here, and just flame out the flat. Yeah. <laughs> the giant, the largest flat. I was like, where are all the room? Like there was rooms on rooms on rooms. It was like labyrinthian. The, the, it was like, have you seen those like Reddit posts about how the physics of Jerry's apartment don't make sense? <laughs> no, but I love this. Um, Seinfeld. Yeah. They're like these weirdo nerds, like even nerdier and weirder than us that have posted these like floor plans of Jerry's apartment, like based on the show, how it doesn't make yes. any like, it, it like defies the laws of physics. That's how I felt about this movie. Like, there's times where they're like somehow looking across some sort of courtyard into at each but other. But it's the same into, flat. But <laughs> it's the same flat, and also it. I feel like the movie had established that it was like one room over. Like, yes, yeah, there was a lot going on. Well, I know in the full house house. Maybe it's just a dream. Yeah, it's like tar. Everything's a dream all at all times. Every movie is just a dream tar? in one character's head. Yeah, remember we talked about in Tar how like some there was like this discussion about how some people think. That, oh, that's right. 
Tar was completely a dream. Uh, but in the full house house, I know there's two stairwells. There's one in the kitchen and there's one in the living room. Mm. But when you go to the second floor, there's no second stairwell. That's right. That show sucks. Have you ever tried to watch an episode of it? It's not funny. I'm like, who no, is this for? Not not since I was a kid. No. I mean, I liked it as like as when kid, I was like I in middle it. school. I thought it was awesome. But yeah. It's not funny. No. Anyways. Let's see. Does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? Ding, 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 yes. ding. We got masturbation. We got All penis. What a glorious. This is great. Suicide, <laughs> masturbation, penis. It's got it all, yeah, baby. We're, it's a checklist. Uh, yeah, elated. I'm always elated when someone masturbates in a movie. I remember when we had Mia Vicino on, she said that was a very good question to have on here because it does happen a lot, and I felt very vindicated. Yep, in artsy movies, yeah. Uh are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Incest. Incest. <laughs> People don't love incest. They're not, it's not in No, right they're now. not, they're not clamoring for it. It's not part of the, Although, <laughs> it's just not what's good. <laughs> according to some uh, recent articles I've read on porn searches, uh, there is a lot of incest light porn with like stepbrothers and like, I do find that subcategory totally baffling. I do too, I but it's very, it's everywhere. According it is to articles so I've strange. read. Listicles. Um, yeah, I haven't really explored, but when I, when it sort of floats across my sort of intellectual timeline, yes. I, I yes. wonder. Well, <laughs> and like, sometimes you'll be watching one of those short films and <laughs> that'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, your step, like, should we be doing this with our step cousin? And I'll be like, step cousin. I'm like, I feel like we've lost the thread. I'm like, I don't, I don't even like the, we're making this too difficult or something. Yeah. It's like, is this even like, A, I don't see how it's hot in the first place. But then even if it was, is this still part of the kink? Like, yeah. And it's like, okay, they're doing a threesome and they're all step cousins to each other. I'm like, how does that, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? Yes, I did. I started That's at 8.40 and made it all the way through without falling that. asleep. It's not long. I appreciated that about the film. Yeah, less than two hours. Elated. I've been watching. And like you said before, it, it actually moves at like a pretty nice clip. Like it's a pretty yeah, I I mean, it's engrossing like, movie. It's like, it's just so much like a Godard movie. It's more more than like Truffaut. It's like more of a... I'd say more like Truffaut than Godard. You would? Yeah. Because Godard is more like oblique. It's like, and it's more like non sequitur Like, this is a little bit more straightforward narrative. Yeah. What's the one, Jules and Jim? It's kind of like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And a band apart. God, Godard Yeah, like, it's definitely, I mean, a very, like, French, I mean, like, uh, Michael Pitt's character, Matthew, like, waxes poetic about, like, how great the 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 French Cinematheque or the France whatever it's called yeah. the Paris Cinematheque is like the greatest the greatest place in the world for movies and the French are the greatest and thank God for the French for movies and movies in the French involve oh, Jesus fucking Christ you know what's funny I have like no desire to watch and I I probably got burned out when I was like a film school dork uh but I have no desire to like examine French new wave at all anymore and no, like I don't want to watch I could watch not those movies. be less interested in that film movement. I feel like something I was like not interested in in film school at all or when I was like a snob was like classic film 
But now I like feel myself very drawn to that like Douglas Sirk films, or I just watch like The mm. Treasure of the Sierra Madre, or like I'm finding myself more drawn to American classic movies lately. Mm-hmm. I was very into classic movies because I was very into like the AFI Top 100. Yes. Like I wanted to watch all the AFI Top 100. But I will say like now I'm at the time I was very into French New Wave too, but I was intimidated by it. Now I'm like. Not into it and not intimidated by it. I'm just not interested. Yeah. Not at all. I love the French, I think, but the uh, French films suck. They're not funny. We've no. talked about that. Least funny people on the not planet. Fun. They think they're funny. They're not funny. I will say that the French are very good at protesting. Americans are absolute pussies when it comes to it. <laughs> we did all the right during some of the happen. George Floyd riots. Yeah, but nothing happened. What happened? Wow. Maybe that's exactly. not uh, maybe that's not the people's fault. That's the people we've elect you know elected. True, but there, did you see what percentage of the country of France actually went on strike during May of 1968? No, almost 22 percent wow. of the entire country. That's amazing. Went on strike. Yeah, we're not France. France is so much smaller. The United States. We need to break it up. True, I France agree is with, a lot I smaller. I agree with Marjorie Green Taylor. We need to. We need a divorce needs to happen. Did you hear what she said? <laughs> That. Yes, that's illegal, Casey. We can't do that. I was joking. We are a union, but it's just too big. Didn't think it. Do you think that's treasonous? Both you and Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green, you're both treason, <laughs> treasoners, treasoners, <laughs> traitors. Uh, is there an ordinate Is there an inordinate amount of milling about? Could this be retitled "We're the Millers"? I think there is a lot of milling about in the bedroom. Yeah, milling and laying about. Milling yeah. and laying. Running through the Louvre, hand in hand, for some reason. <laughs> why was why was uh, Michael Pitt's character apprehensive? Why would he think he would be deported for running through the Louvre? Did you? He get in trouble tra- if he get deported? I don't know. <laughs> he was so anxious about running through the Louvre that there needed to be some stakes in this movie. There wasn't really that. <laughs> well, the stakes the stakes were that the parents would would find the Teo and Isabel together. Yeah, like the stakes are like. Home Alone level. Did you expect something more? Like, did you have any sense of dread? Like, did you feel like something more sinister was brewing? I thought something bad was lurking on the horizon. Yeah. But not like, like in the realm of the senses, which I think is a much better movie than this movie. I was like, oh, it just felt like we were going towards death for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they wanted this movie to feel that heavy in some parts, but it really didn't take for me. Yeah. You know? Uh, poster trailer titillation level. You already spoke to this. The trailer. trailer titillation level. I highly recommend you watch this trailer. I will. Everyone listens to the podcast. Watch the trailer for this. It'll, t- I mean, I loved it. I thought it was such a great trailer. And I'm trailer. surprised you didn't see it. T- I guess the NC 17 really. Yeah. And I guess it. I just never kind of, I don't know, never followed up with it. Yeah. There was a lot of but movies. But I'm really glad I, you suggested this, so I finally got the chance to see it. There was a lot of movies when I was a kid, like, and an R-rated movie trailer would come out, or like a commercial for an R-rated movie. I'd be like, I am de- right when I'm old enough, I'm gonna watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever get bummed when a movie was R, like when you'd see a trailer yes, and then you like, found out there? Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> no. <laughs> me too. <laughs> same (laughs) i uh i'm trying to think of the movies where i specifically i remember scream i was like god i want to see this movie 
I oh my god, do you? This is a really funny one. So my parents were kind of strict with PG thirteen too. too. I w- I wasn't allowed to watch. I was very strict with PG thirteen, and I feel like I wasn't really allowed to watch ours until I was like fifteen. Yeah, my parents were very strict. Do you remember this movie that came out probably when you and I were maybe eleven or twelve? It's called Toy Soldiers. Yes. So Wait, I wanted to see that. Toy movie. Soldiers or Small Soldiers? Oh, maybe it's Small Soldiers with Phil Hartman. <laughs> it came out in 1998 uh i think it's small soldiers where it's like the toy company makes uh yes this is exactly the movie Joe so 1998 Dante. so you were 10 i was nine yes this is exactly it i remember seeing trailers for this yes and as a kid i was like i gotta I, see small i have this exact same reaction to this movie <laughs> And, and then I remember seeing the trailers. It was PG-13, and I was devastated. It's like, no! <laughs> I want to see Small Patrick, Soldiers. this was an eventful birthday for me, because I was 10 years old. I actually think Small Soldiers may have come out on my birthday. Let me see. Let me. I'm looking this up right now. Hold. Hold, everybody. It came out on... Oh, wait, no. No, it was nowhere, nowhere near my birthday. Never mind. But... For my birthday, I got the soundtrack to this movie. Because <laughs> it had. Look at this cast: Kirsten Dunst, Jay Moore, Phil Hartman, Tommy Lee Jones, Dennis Leary, David Cross, Frank Langella, Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer, uh, Ernest Borgnine, Bruce Dern, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Christina Ricci. Jesus this is Christ. unbelievable. And Magnuson. And directed by Joe Dante. Incredible. They're probably like, oh, this is the next, this is the next uh, Gremlins. It actually was a success, uh, surprisingly. But yes, Patrick, I had that same reaction. I think Small Soldiers may have been the first PG-13 I saw in theaters. I, was I wish I could remember the first PG-13 movie I saw in theaters. The first PG-13 movie I ever saw was Jurassic Park. That was probably the first R. I can't remember the first PG thirteen movie I ever saw. It might have been Ace Ventura, but the first R rated movie I ever saw was Air Force One. I know that. Nice, nice. Yeah. First R rated movie I ever saw was Starship Troopers in fourth grade. Sick. Way too young to see that movie. <laughs> no, it really that's the perfect me. time. Uh, yeah, that was uh, at a sleepover. Not allowed to see R rated <laughs> movies, but. I did watch that one. Did you tell your mom that you watched it? No, but I felt so guilty. Guilty. I remember writhing in my bed, feeling like did we I was going to get this? killed by God. Uh, I think we did. Also, I just remember yeah. when Event Horizon came out. I was like, oh my God, I, this looks so good. I can't wait to see this when I'm an adult. <laughs> that was another one. Um, Patrick, what are your what's your fartsy score for this movie? 8.1. I was going to say 8. Okay, let's say 8.1. That's fine. It okay. isn't like a difficult movie to understand, but the nudity and the peen and the jism and uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you show this to most people like, I mean, it's like, like you said at the top too, there's not much story to speak of. And then things get kind of progressively gross and weird and French. They get and, very French. <laughs> and it becomes... Uh, an artsy fartsy spectacle truly madly deeply (laughs) so yeah 8.1 i think i think that's a good barometer for folks 
Um, and but this is cool. Now, I mean, this is the whole purpose of the podcast. People can go out and they can tell people what's they saw uh, the what's, dreamers. If we're making kind of a playlist here of movies like this that you would have loved to have seen. You would have eaten up with a damn spoon if you were in high school or college, but now you find kind of eye rolly. I put Garden State in that that mm-hmm. cluster as well. I think this is better than Garden State, though. Five hundred days of summer. Oh, I don't. I think Garden State is better than Dreamers. Really? Yeah. I think this is better because I think Garden State is a. Uh, I think it's more more kind of self serious than this. I, this movie takes itself seriously, I think. What other movies uh, yeah, would you... Right. I think 500 Days of Summer is another one that would kind of fit in this camp. Uh, what other movies? Can you think of any? I would need to look back through my letterbox, but I'm sure that there's some that would, like, really... I mean, what are some other sort of, like... I don't American, know. like American abroad being horny movies. There's a lot of those, but I'm just saying like ones that like are like, this is deep <laughs> what I'm watching here. And I am artsy. Yeah. I would need to, I'm, I'm embarrassed that like nothing is really rushing okay. to my brain. Okay. I would have to like kind of it's okay. plumb the depths of my letterbox. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Patrick, we've come to the end of the show mm, and it's sad. And, I'm, you know, Trisha's going away this weekend. I have the... Where's she going? She's going on a little girl's trip. That's fun. Where are they going? Sedona. Cool. Have you been to Sedona? I have. Nice. It's fine. What are you going to do while you're home? I don't know. I got to figure that out. You know what you should do? What? I'm going to have a prescription for you. Please. Domino's, two liter Coke, rum. Rum and Cokes and Domino's. I will. I may get Domino's. I love Domino's. I'm on a Domino's kick right now. Domino's. When you're home alone as a dude in your 30s, <laughs> there's no greater feeling. There's nothing better than Domino's and rum and cokes. What's your order? What's your order? I I actually don't have a standard one for Domino's because it kind of like it almost always pepperoni and jalapeno, and then I'll kind of like deviate from there i usually get like two mediums because there's like usually some sort of like promo sure sure so you can get two mediums and then you know you can save half of one or one for the rest of the week yeah so what about you i so i think domino's to me has award-winning pepperoni it's the pepperoni is the pepperoni is good Mm -hmm. um and i've gotten really into usually you know i was always a hand-tossed crust guy but their pan pizza is real that crust is what's really the pan? good. I just know the hand toss. What's the I and mean, I know they're thin crust, but what's it's their pan? It's not thin crust, it's pan. It's like you remember how like old Pizza Hut used to be like in a pan with kind of a crispy, fluffy crust. It's greasier. I highly recommend yeah, checking it yeah. out. There's a pan. Okay. It's a newer Is there an upcharge? Thing. Is there an upcharge for the pan? I'll get mm. the pan pizza. And this is like my family's pizza order. I don't know why we all love this so much. Black olives, onions, and pepperoni. That's our order. I like that, but I don't love olives, but I like the onions and pepperoni. The that sounds delicious. black olives are good. I don't know. I like it. I would do it. I would do a pepperoni mushroom, maybe. Do you ever get wings at Domino's, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always, it's like, Domino's always has, like, 6,000 coupons yeah. at any given time if you ever go on their app. I usually go by, like, what the best deal is from, like, 
uh, volume of food to dollar yeah, ratio. I wish there because there's so many coupons. I wish their wings were a little crispier. That's my only. They're a little mushy sometimes, but yeah, good. I'd agree with that. Have you? They have like chicken poppers. I don't what like those little, as much. Oh, you don't like those? I like those. I just think chicken I mean they wing, can be soggy as fuck, but I think chicken overall, wings like. are so superior to any tender. I just love chicken wings. So, I I love Bone chicken in. wings. I just. I love a boneless though because it's just so easy. Yeah, I mean, the bone-in wing—it's a journey. You're gonna get messy. I wonder what the better value is overall. I feel like boneless, but I feel like I feel like boneless are frequently white meat, and that's true. The with bone the, with in the bone is always in, dark. You can—that's true. You can get something more succulent. Yes, and I'm yeah. I'm here for the succulents, frankly. You're. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, okay. So that's a good that's a good prescription. I'll probably do something yeah. like that. Uh, I'm actually going to Atlanta this weekend to see Sammy Lawboy. We're gonna catch a uh, what's their team Hawks game? Yeah, we're gonna go to a Hawks game on Friday, nice. and then we're going to uh, gonna Atlanta see FC Tray? MLS game. Uh, we're seeing um, Trey Young. Yeah. He goes by Ice Tray. I thought that was what they called him, and he'd be like, he goes he, like, it may. he's like, I'm cold, cold. <laughs> ice water in my veins. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday is the home opener for the Atlanta FC's MLS game, which I went to one last year and it was super fun. So I cannot get into soccer. I really want to get into it, but it's just I, I, I can't. The game, but going fun. to the games is fun. I think mm-hmm. Los Angeles, the FC. There's a huge following of that here. LAFC is very good, yeah. Huge following, and people love going to those games. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe when I move back to Minneapolis, I'll go see the Loons play our MLS team. Are they MLS? Yeah. Cool. Anyways, well, Patrick, that mm-hmm. is us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Farthouse Pod. Instagram, Farthouse Pod. Follow Patrick on Twitter at Patrick R. Mallon. Follow him on Letterboxd at PR Mallon. I'm Casey Lee O'Brien on all services. We'll be back next month. Actually, we're going to be back earlier in the month because we're going to be doing an Oscars episode. Yeah, we'll talk about logistics, but are we going to do a post? We're probably going to do a post-op Oscars, right? Why not do a pre? Isn't the, pre- isn't the Oscars Sunday? Not this Sunday. Oh, it's not? No, it's like March 12th. Oh, perfect. Then, yeah, let's do a pre-Oscars. We'll talk offline. We'll figure this okay, out. Okay, we'll talk offline. Uh, Patrick, right. thank you for... I, I missed you. I miss you too, Case. And good to see you. It was good to see you. I'm glad we. This is a perfect fart house movie to discuss. I feel like we could have gone for it's another great. two hours. Yeah, same. Anyways, all right, Patrick, that's us. We're the Cinephile Cuties signing off. All righty, Casey. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.